0: The Happy Campers Jam cast with Jason Lynham, Andrew Gander and Matt Trepo
1: THC Jamcast, a little bonus edition this week. We have the THC Jamcast Christmas special bonus, dropping a bonus episode. So, uh, how special is it going to be? I don't know. You're to be determined.
0: I mean, whatever. I mean, it can. I mean, well, it's it's already special just considering that it's it's only one week after we had put out an episode. So, right. it's bonus it's content. Bon- it's bonus material. So you can't ever say that we didn't ever give you nothing. That's right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, we do not have Matt Tripo in the house this evening. No, I'm a little
1: uncomfortable. I'm over here in the driver's seat tonight. Man, and the, usually Matt does the technical stuff on the computer and uh, the soundboard, and I've been thrust into this position tonight. So, um, you know, if it sounds funky, then blame me.
0: Yeah, Matt, Matt usually drives the bus on the computer and the mixer and... All of that, and we just usually sit here like dickheads with the microphone and talk. There's my dog knocking Christmas gifts off the couch.
1: Yeah, the division of labor on the THC Jamcast kind of goes like Matt is the sound engineer, chief sound engineer. Uh, I'm kind of the content creator. I come up with ideas. We all come up with ideas. So I, I keep a notepad and kind of, you know, keep everything somewhat on some sort of plane. And Andrew provides the, uh, the, uh, domicile for us to do this in. I don't and
0: even know what that means.
1: Home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know. So, uh, and he he comes up with really good audio clips, funny audio clips, and he's all the time text me ideas. He's like, "Hey, put this on the pot to do, to talk about lists on the podcast." So I keep a file on my phone. Yeah, where-
0: I'm glad that Jason does that because I don't. I mean, if I was an adult, I would just keep me a piece of paper or my notepad on my phone around. And uh, I would just make notes here and there, but I'll use, usually send send a text to Jason and tell him, say, "Hey, blah blah blah, podcast topic, lol," and then that'll be about it. Yeah, so that'll
1: go on my note on my phone. The hardest thing about keeping that is deleting the stuff that we've already talked about. Because so I, I, you know, I try to get rid of stuff
0: after we talk about an idea. So, um, but we don't have we don't have Matt in here tonight. Because the guy has like lost, he's like lost his voice or whatever. He's not sick. He he said he doesn't feel bad or anything, but not the Rona. I think he went off into a pretty rough uh, coughing spell last night, from what I understand, and I think he knocked something loose or whatever. So he doesn't sound very very comfortable talking. So with that being said, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna call him real quick. Just give him a
1: call. I mean, the, the THC Jamcast Christmas extravaganza won't be the same without at least having just a moment with Matt here. So give him a call. I wonder if he'll answer. We're ringing.
0: What's going on there, pal? Dude, turn the speaker oh, well, on. Well, I had. Now, what's going All right, talk to me again. Okay, what do you do? Oh, we got you now. now. I need to
1: let him know he's on the podcast. Give him a disclaimer here. He don't, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, we we've started. We have start, officially started the podcast now without you. But I I just kind of wanted to give the listeners kind of a, kind of an idea of what they were dealing with here with your voice. So what's going on, man?
2: Yeah, man. I'm just uh, you know I'm just kind of down under a little bit under the weather. You know, throat just kind of hurting. Woke up this morning, couldn't hardly talk, but thought it was just you know, just a little bit of a scratchy
0: throat. Dude, it sounds like the coronavirus to me.
2: Yeah, it's probably straight up fucking coronavirus. If the coronavirus had
1: a voice, that's what it would sound like.
2: If twenty twenty had a voice, that's what it
1: fucking. Oh, sound even like. better. Well, man, so yeah. I just want you to know, so far so good over here on the technical side. Uh, everything seems to be running smooth. So we'll good just deal. yeah. Yeah. Well
2: next Wednesday I've got the I've got the story to tell you guys about Jason's chicken nuggets.
0: Jason and chicken nuggets next Wednesday.
2: Yeah, you know the uh, the story I told you about. The next day chicken nuggets.
0: Yes. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm I'm on I'm on the same page with you now. Yeah, you
2: all have you all get the full story.
0: All right. Well, I real I know it sounds mean, but I, I really wish you were here right now talking, just so you sounded like this on the whole podcast. But I'm sure it'd probably be pretty painful for you. So I'm gonna
2: I can feel too good.
0: Yeah, probably not. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, let you go, and we're gonna we're gonna get on the road with this damn thing. And you uh you take care of your voice, or gargle some salt water, or whatever they tell you to do. Uh, I
2: think it's semen.
0: And I'll make sure and do that. All right, Okie doke. All right, well we'll we'll see you later there, pal. You take care of yourself. See you, buddy. All right, bye. Y'all.
1: So remotely, we we had a telephone interview with the uh, the the third member of our merry band.
0: Yeah, I had turned my speakerphone on at very first when it started because you could hear it ringing. But like as soon as he answered, it had went off of uh, it had went off of speakerphone.
1: And this is why I'm the backup audio technician.
0: So with that being said, we've got a uh, we've got Christmas uh, hold right on, here. I hold on, I got to
1: interrupt here. Melissa Gander, it's her birthday today. She's walking through. Happy birthday, Melissa. Thank you. Happy so birthday. you're a Christmas baby. So you're one of them that always got like presents one time a year. Yes. I hear that's a bitch. Yes. I don't know, but It was all right. I mean, I, I managed. I don't know any different. So Okay. Well, happy happiest of birthdays to Thank you. you. Thank if you. I had my guitar, I'd sing you a song, but okay. I don't, so I won't. So
0: So at the exact time that this gets dropped and it comes out, I'm really not sure what day it's going to be. I'm thinking
1: Christmas Eve. So let's just pretend it's Christmas
0: Eve when they're hearing this. We will very well pretend that it is Christmas Eve. So, I mean, I know that a lot of people, well, most people have their traditions that they've always done on Christmas and Christmas Eve which obviously, I'm sure, that is uh, quite the different scenario this year for many, many people. Well, including myself, um, Jason. Like, what? Uh, I'm, I'm not so much talking about like in recent years, but let's let's rewind back to uh, Jason being a young child. What what sort of fond Christmas memories do you have? Things that you've enjoyed? And
1: Man, I know you were said we were going to talk about this, and I really haven't given it a lot of thought, but when you just said that, the memory that comes to mind, and I don't remember how old I was. I must have been 7, 8, or 9, somewhere around in there. So it would have been circa 1984, 1985. I went in Christmas morning, and there was a shiny yellow bicycle in the living room. It had a banana seat on it. You remember the banana seat? Oh, I definitely remember the banana seat. Okay, so I had a bright yellow, and it kind of had the knobby dirt bike-like tires on it. Right. And, man, that was the thing in our neighborhood. Everybody, you know, uh, rode
0: bicycles. We're talking about K Street. Oh, Casey,
1: we had the K Street Mafia, man. We had a motorcycle gang, but it was bicycles.
0: Did you ever, like, crunch the, uh, the soda can over the back tire to... Give it the uh, kind of the motorcycle sound. Effect, Never did that. Never did that. Or the baseball no, car. I just,
1: I just kept it really, uh, really simple. I just rode the
0: damn thing. But man, so was that a Santa gift?
1: Yes, that was a Santa gift. And I don't think I still believed in the Big Man at this time in my life. I might have. I don't know. Shit, I really don't remember still how old believe. I was. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah. So, um, that's the one. Oh, also, one year. This was several years later. I got a
0: go-kart. Oh, that's funny because I was... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, it's nothing to say. It was a red Uh go-kart, single-seater, had the steering wheel right in the middle like the Briggs and Stratton motor behind you. And I remember my mom and dad got one of those... Uh, orange flags for the back because like, they wanted to be sure people saw me. They got to say where you're at. But, you know, at that time, K Street was just the only street over there, so where Cliff Street is now was not a street. That was just a big open field all the way there over to Reynolds Park Road. So I would ride that, and it was mainly like grown-up weeds, and then I would ride that go-kart down through there because all them other poor kids, they were still on their bicycles.
0: Huh. <laughs> Peasants.
1: I guess Daddy had a good year. So Yeah.
0: Well, that's funny you say that because I remember, now this is back when I was completely still wrapped up in Santa and all of that. I remember, I think I was probably around about four or five years old. I woke up one Christmas morning. This is when my mom and dad were still together. We was living out there at Walcott. And... Me and my sister came into the living room that morning, and Dad had a we. I had a go kart sitting in the fucking living room. I don't, and still to this day, I'm not sure how he, how he pulled that off, or how it got in the house. He turned it sideways, man. Something had to have happened because I don't even remember the process of it getting outside. But like it was a, uh, I don't remember the the brand of motor or whatever it was, but it was yellow and black and it was called the yellow jacket. Hell yes. It was called the yellow jacket. It had like a black roll cage on it or whatever, but my scenario was very similar. See, mine did
1: not have a roll cage. Mine was pre-roll cage, but go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. that. Well, I, I, think, I think a lot of the deal was is kind of similar to yours. You know, like mom and dad must have had a good year that year or something because – we didn't get go-karts every year for Christmas or anything like that. But, I mean, I was I was completely sold on Santa. And also that year, I remember it was a white Christmas. I think this was probably, we're going to say 1990 or 1991. I know it was a white Christmas because also that morning I went out there and apparently Dad had like dug some big thick lines out there in the snow and then made like Santa's sleigh yes and then like there was even deer hoof prints and everything out there in the snow and because I remember being just a tad skeptical on Santa but when I saw that out there I was fucking sold like it, it he for sure came he was there. He brought a damn go kart into there the house. There was deer shit in the front yard. Oh, Reindeer shit! In it the front was yard. it was legit. It was it was very 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 authentic. But man, Christmas eves and Christmases were always a a pretty special time. To which I'm sure there's a special time for a lot of folks. But it was it was a very special time for me because, like many people, we had. Like, we had our routines that we'd go do every year on Christmas Eve. Like, we'd start off at this grandparent's house, you know, like at my mom's parents' house. Made the rounds. And then we'd go over to, like, my dad's parents' house, and then we'd go back home. Well, then, you know, mom and dad got divorced, and then it was like me, we would go with my mom to my mom's parents' house on Christmas Eve every year. And then we would go out to my other grandparents, which was uh my stepdad Winford, his parents, they lived out there on the uh St. Francis River, yeah. right before you get to Mr. T's. That would be the last stop. And dude, we would stay out there until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning like when we were kids, we'd stay out there till midnight, one o'clock in the morning and uh Every time it would get to be like midnight, my grandpa, uh, John Stanfill, he had these damn bells. It sounded like like a cowbell or something, but it was like these bells. And, man, when it came to be midnight on Christmas Eve, he would go out on the porch and then come walking through the house just dinging and clanging these damn bells and hollering Merry Christmas and all that. Sounds
1: kind of traumatic for a young person.
0: half of the house is like ah, damn, come on, dude, you know, shut it down and all that shit. But looking back on it, dude, that was, a, that was a pretty nice nice sound to hear come midnight on Christmas Eve.
1: Well, you know, traditions change as as people in the family die and people get divorced oh, and you yeah. have your own kids. But when you were talking about that, I have a, a very vivid memory of when I was a very, very young kid. Both of my uh, maternal grandparents were from Sedgwick. You know where Sedgwick's at, right? Yeah,
0: around Fontaine. My grandma was
1: a Debo, still a bunch of Debos down at Sedgwick, and my grandpa was from there too. So we would load up grandma and grandpa and my mom and dad my sister and me, and I usually rode with grandma and grandpa, and we'd drive down to Sedgwick. And Sedgwick had like a community building that you could rent, and it was old as shit, you know, in the late 70s or early 80s. And there'd be these old people in there that I would see once a year. I didn't know them. They kind of knew me because they knew I belonged to, you know, Charles and Juanita. But we'd go in there and eat, and there was an old piano that was always at a tune. So it and was some...
0: somewhat of like a family reunion. Oh, type it was deal? a big
1: family reunion type. Deal. Like this some bitch was full.
0: The Sedgwick Community Building. Yes,
1: I think they've since torn it down. It was right by out there by the water tower. If you've ever been to Sedgwick and you know where the water tower is, the community building sat right beneath it. And like I said, by the end of the night, somebody would get on the out-of-tune piano and play, you know, albeit, you know, not the best music in the world, but they'd pick out some Christmas tunes. And then we'd load up, and, you know, it was late for me. It was probably 9 or 9.30, which is like now. That's late for me, right? But And then we'd drive home. But then we started going to my grandparents' every Christmas Eve, and that's just what we did. Like, we went to my grandparents'. Then on on Christmas Day, we'd go to my dad's family, which is still pretty much how we do things. But, you know, now we go to my sister's, and on Christmas, we go to my Aunt Kay's. So yeah, Christmas man, stresses me out, dude. I'm not going to lie. A lot of pressure. A lot of places you have to go. A lot of money you have to spend. And- oh,
0: yeah. I know. it. Man, it's very, it's very similar to, like, Thanksgiving. I think I talked about on a, a couple episodes ago, you know, people's stuff, like you said, evolving. Like you know, throughout the years, people die or people get divorced or, you know, people branch out, have more kids and they start doing their own things. And, you know, that's a very normal thing is, you know, just it, everything evolves and it kind of sucks because like those are some of the sweetest memories that I have of my life is going out there to those places. And I was talking about going to my mama and papa's house. That was my mom's parents. We did that for years out there with my cousins, uh, Jason and uh, Corey and all of them. Well, their house, when I was a very, very young child, uh, they lived out on Tower Drive just down the road from KDRS. Sure, yeah, dead-end road,
1: dead end at KDRS. I well,
0: or at the very early 90s, they bought this house that was just two doors down from Hutco, out there by Mountain Home Road. Sure, yeah. Um, and then they lived there for 20-some-odd years until they got old enough, you know, they couldn't really take care of themselves. And my grandpa, he passed away about 10 years ago. And anyways... Uh, so the other day while I was on a DoorDash adventure, I saw a, a delivery came up, and it had an address on it. And at first I thought it looked kind of familiar, didn't think much of it, and I got the driving out there, and I was thinking, I'll be damned. This is my grandparents' old house. And Wow, uh, the
1: timing's impeccable, too.
0: Oh, dude. I get out there, and uh, this dude, he comes outside And I was like, hey, I've got a question. I was like, how long have you been living here? And he was like, oh, man, I've only been here like a few months or whatever. I assume it's probably like a rent house now. But uh, he's like, I've only been living here like a few months. And I'm standing out there in this carport, and I probably just unloaded a whole bunch of shit on him that he didn't care a damn thing about hearing. But I was like, Dude, I said my. He's like, grandparents... bro, my
1: Burger King's getting cold. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was like, I was like, man, my grandparents lived in this house for like twenty five years. I said, I spent every Christmas Eve of my childhood and my teenage years at this house, and there's just like kind of silence, and I just stood there, kind of looking around at it and all that. And I was like, oh yeah, by the way, here's your damn Burger King meal and shit. Sorry that I, sorry that I bothered you, but man. That like that kind of nostalgic shit like that like I scratch for that stuff like oh I, I love I love and as you old get older feelings. you will even more oh man so
1: I don't want to get too far off of our theme of uh, Christmas here but um, when you mentioned DoorDash a while ago I thought about the story that you uh, texted me yesterday or the day before and said put this on the oh podcast, I know exactly Lynch. what you're talking about all right well I, we got to share this information because I don't know much more about it than. What you probably well, will know in the th- first thirty seconds. There wasn't seconds,
0: really but... much to the story. It was just so damn funny, kind of how. It...
1: So set the scene. You were door-dashing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and I had I had an order to come through, and I don't even remember where it was. Now it was somewhere like over on the east side of town, on one of the uh, one of the avenues over there, and uh, I got this order, and I showed up to the house that was on the that was on the screen.
1: Now, how long had it been between when you got the order and when you
0: arrived? Oh, I'm that's gonna, kind of
1: important to me for this story.
0: I'm going to say probably. Uh, I mean, and honestly, I never really know because by the time it, they give it to me, I don't know how long it was before then that the people. Okay, so it. if
1: you had to take an educated guess, we'll say thirty so, minutes. So thirty minutes from the time the order went in till you showed up at the house. Yeah. Continue.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I got this food and uh, man, I can't even remember where it's from now. My, I think it was like Arby's or something. I went and got like Sounds a couple, about right. a couple of sacks full of Arby's. And I showed up to this uh, house and it was a house trailer. And there was this gal sitting out there on the front porch of her house trailer just hanging out. And uh, then there was, like, another dude over here working on, like, a 94 Blazer out there in the yard. And so I got out of the car, and I got those bags, and, like, she was kind of looking at me, like, all confused and everything. I was like, hey, uh, I've got your your dinner here. uh, You ordered some DoorDash? What time of day? Was this lunch? Oh, no. It was probably around 2 in the afternoon. Okay. So it
1: was still day. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I I get out, and I've got this food in my hands and, like, a couple of drinks, and I was like, hey, I've got your stuff here, and she was looking at me all confused and stuff, and I I immediately thought, I was like, son of a bitch, I've taken this to the wrong address or whatever, but I double-checked on my phone, and I double-checked there, and I knew it was right. And all.
1: Andrew's pretty specific on this shit. Like, I can't see you making many mistakes with addresses, because you're uh, pretty... Oh,
0: I'd, yeah, I'd, I run a pretty tight shift out there by myself, but this lady, she was like... She was like... She was really really overjoyed you know she was a nice nice lady and everything all giggly and it's not to mention it smelt like a fucking jethro tool reunion tour out there how old the was that lady a lot of a uh, lot of marijuana in the air I, man i'm gonna guess she was probably in her uh, mid late 50s or so so she was probably like 35 yeah. And I brought I brought this food and she was like getting so you know, she's like, Well damn, you know, one like if somebody had sent it to her Christmas is and, and then, you know, I'm acting like this was drug out for a long time, but this really happened all over a 30 second period. And out of nowhere she was like, ha, I'll be damned. She's like, I did order some food. <laughs> I did order some food. Dude, she was out she was she was pretty she's pretty stoned stoned as a gravel road now, Andrew
1: as someone who uh, likes to partake in the finer things in life yeah have you ever been so high you forgot you ordered food
0: I have not okay I I have not but this lady was so excited that like she was like oh now I remember I ordered food and but she she was so damn excited because she was like, Man, I was just sitting out here, and out of nowhere, somebody's bringing me some food up to my doorstep. I'll be damned! What was
1: old boy doing? Still had his head down in the oh, and blazer? He's,
0: yeah, he's still over there turning wrenches on this blazer and stuff. I don't, I don't even know if he belonged there or if if he was affiliated or not. But yeah, that was a first for me that I had delivered some food to an old stoner lady and she had completely forgotten she
1: probably has a medical condition andrew
0: oh i'm sure she does she probably has one just about as bad as mine (laughs) yeah she uh but she was so damn overjoyed that i was bringing those bags of arby's wouldn't you be and she just thought i was just like a you know something in the horizon that just showed up with this food then she's like oh yeah i ordered that I Somewhere right
1: funny. now, she's telling the story from the other perspective. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, this, this chubby guy got out of a car with an arby's sack, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. No, they probably moved on to other shenanigans since then,
0: dude. Hell, talking about food, I'm getting hungry. Like, that's a whole that's a whole different um, angle to Christmas. So like. On Christmas meals or whatever, what do you guys normally do? Or what Very do similar.
1: to, I mean, our Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners are almost identical. We are starting a new tradition this year. We go to my sister's on Christmas Eve. We've scaled it back um, because of the COVID, of course. It's just going to be my sister and her family and my and me and my wife and my family and, and my mom. Uh, we've always done that. That's what we're going to do from here on out until they don't invite me anymore. Uh, And then on Christmas, we used to go down to my father's uh, sister's house and spend time with them, but they canceled that. So this year, we didn't have anything to do for Christmas. And I was kind of like, sweet, you know. (laughs) But Tina said, do you care if I invite my mom and stepdad over for I'll cook Christmas lunch? And I was like, well, no, that's cool. You know, so we're just going to have a very intimate, small affair. I think she invited Adam and his wife just because she wanted to have him. So I don't know if Adam or them are come. So I think he's working eight days a week right now. But, um, yeah, so we're going to have the mother-in-law and father-in-law over. And and she said, so do you want to do lunch or dinner? I was like, lunch. Definitely, lunch.
0: for sure, yeah. You know, get
1: everybody out of there by three o'clock so I can get in my comfy clothes.
0: I get it, yeah, man. That's how that's how a lot of people I think do their Christmas dinners. Is you know, like the the type of food, anyways. Like usually, Christmas is kind of like Thanksgiving part two, or what you know, with like the ham and the turkey and all yes, that. That's yeah. what I grew up with. You know, at my grandparents' house, we'd always have you know the ham and the turkey again at Christmas. Well. Here at my house, we have been on Christmas Day, and sometimes it's lunch and sometimes it's for supper. It just kind of depends on what our boys are doing or when we can do it. But this will be the second year that we've done this. We have decided to do Taco Christmas.
1: Feliz Navi fucking Don.
0: Yes, that is exactly right. Dude, it's so much easier. Definitely, so much cheaper too, and it's good. All of us like tacos. I mean, and yeah, stuff like that. So it just kind of takes off a bunch of stress of having the big meal and all that. And you open gifts, and man, we just kind of set up like a uh, like a taco bar here, man, like with all the meats and the cheeses and the beans and the. Now I'm not a hundred
1: percent certain, but I might have come over here last Christmas because uh, I remember there was a taco bar. You, like it, at
0: dinner, you probably did because last Christmas I was laid up. I had I had just had my ass. I had my ass surgery a year ago today. When they cut, has it been that long? They cut a polynidal cyst off of my. And if you don't know what that Merry is, Merry Christmas, to everybody! Yeah. If you don't know what a <laughs> polynidal cyst is, you need to Google that because that's what I had, and it was a rather large one. It was actually a year ago yesterday. They did that on the twenty second. And uh, so I'd had that done, and that left me pretty damn laid up there for a couple of weeks. And I even told Melissa last year that I think last year was one of the best damn Christmases that I'd ever had because I – was You on Vicodin? Well, that. Plus, <laughs> I didn't – I wasn't obligated to go anywhere. Yes.
1: And, man, I, and I was going to bring this up earlier, and I hate to uh, interrupt you, but – as I've gotten older, I find joy in simplifying my holidays. Yes,
0: sir. I and I, w- I wish a lot of people would too, man, because that's where all the the stress and
1: You're right. And I don't mean to get on my soapbox here, but I'm going to for just a minute. Do but, it. You know, people stress out so much here, about give me your hand. I'll about help step up about right. last minute shopping and got to run here. Then we got Christmas uh, Christmas Eve lunch we're here. Christmas Eve dinner we're here. Christmas morning brunch we're here. Christmas night Man, they they miss the forest for the trees. Yeah. Slow down and enjoy your family. Enjoy the time you have together. Enjoy the holiday. We've all been guilty. And I've made I've made a conscious effort, and it was a little contentious period in my marriage where I made a conscious effort on holidays to be like, listen, you know, we have kids, we need to make memories with them, not try to House jump for three days, right? You know? And
0: and then it turns into a thing. You know, you got your kids with you, and you know they've got grandparents. And then it turns into a deal where grandparents will get pissed that, well, hell, y'all spent two hours over here, and he's only over here for thirty minutes. And you know, and, and it turns into all all of that mess. And you know, luckily we don't, we don't have to. Well, I will tell you, it, it, and this that,
1: just but. this doesn't just go for Christmas events. But Andrew, if you are ever at somebody's house for Christmas. And it doesn't just go for Christmas events. You can use this anytime. And you need to get out of there and hurry with no questions asked. Just go up to your wife and say, honey, we're going to have to go. I have bloody diarrhea.
0: <laughs> Nobody's going to say a word.
1: Nobody's <laughs> going to ask any questions. You're out the door.
0: Man, that's... Uh,
1: so 90% of the time, it works every time.
0: So, Locke, when you, uh when you get out there into the car and then you get pulled out onto the street and take off, is that when you say... I don't have bloody
1: diarrhea. Andrew, she's in on the ruse, man. Oh. She knows that's our code. <laughs> when I come out there and say that, she's like, oh.
0: Every code, code, Christmas.
1: Code red. Code red. We got to Jason,
0: leave. you son of a bitch. Every Christmas. <laughs> every Christmas, your No, I mean, bleeding.
1: dude, I save that for very special occasions. What, that, bloody diarrhea? That's the nuclear option. You can't use that just, you can't just use that any old time. Like, that's your... That's your nuclear option. You only use that in extreme circumstances.
0: Well, I can completely understand because last year I just felt, you know, overjoyed by laying on my belly on that couch right there and just watching TV with my ass all bandaged up just because I had zero stress on me. Knew there was nowhere that I needed to go, or nowhere that I needed to be. You was laying on your stomach
1: with your hurt ass in the air and, and I, frozen pizza off a plate.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even have to make up a bloody diarrhea story or nothing like that. Like they knew that my ass was sawed in half, and so I didn't like I didn't have to explain to anybody. Why we weren't going here or going there or whatever, and it was just very, very nice and relaxing.
1: Peace on Earth.
0: Oh, dude, was it ever? Goodwill toward men. Um, but, dude, Christmas has always been a, just a special time. Like even on Christmas Day, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm just a big sissy. But I even get that good little feeling in my heart on Christmas Day. As Elvis famously
1: said, why can't every day be like Christmas?
0: (sighs) Yeah, you know, why can't you feel as as good as you normally do on Christmas? And I hate to say that because... there's probably a lot of people out there now that aren't feeling that great on christmas. Well, and,
1: we're at the end of what's been a pretty crappy year, but well, you know, it, it's still again, step back, just be thankful for what you have and your presence and not worry about what's happening tomorrow. Man, or, you know,
0: it's it's pretty wild, you know, because I couldn't imagine the situation that some of these people are in that well, and I know this happens every year cuz just such is life, but you know, anytime somebody has like a, a relative to pass away or whatever, there's always like that first Christmas without them. And it's uh,
1: just an empty chair over there.
0: It is. It is. And I feel like there's there's probably several empty chairs this year. and
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. Damn, you're getting dark. Let's oh, not get I that know. dark. Hey, you but know what? I, I don't know that I've ever told you this. I don't know. You know a lot, most everything about me. Did you know I played Santa at the mall one year, one Christmas?
0: The hell you did. Did you really? I did. Indian Mall. At the Indian Mall? What year General was Twitter
1: this? Ark? Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to get in. My dad was a famous Santa around these parts. even had a suit made. Made pretty good money doing it. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you about my one year and only year i'll ever do santa at the mall because well we'll get into that when we come back
0: okay i've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this if i'd known i was gonna have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats pissing on my lap for 30 days out of the year i would have killed myself a long time ago come to think of it i still might
1: So we're back from break. Yeah, before we left, I told you, I was telling Andrew, that my dad was one of the more famous Santa Clauses working in northeast Arkansas in the uh, 90s. He uh, did a lot of private parties, did a lot of charity events for the Chamber of Commerce, different people like that. Uh, But one of his gigs, he was Santa Claus at the mall. I mean, this guy was so serious about it. When he started getting work, he like had his own custom Santa suit made. Probably paid four or five hundred dollars, like really nice. It's an investment, but then he also got instead of the red pants, he got a color of green pants with the boots and shit to go with it. And I've still got all of his his gear, so uh, he would do uh, like I said, charity events. But man, the guy would make bank because back in the day, I don't know if they still do it, a lot of these factories would have like christmas parties for their families of their employees and man he'd make $200 to go sit somewhere for 2 hours and bounce kids on his knees and he might have one of those every weekend you, you know, know for four or five weekends
0: okay so give me a, a range of years as of as the when well, he was he was doing also
1: this. probably his largest achievement was he was santa claus in the parade for years and years and years, I don't remember the gentleman's uh, name that did it, but his wife uh, was Rosa, Rosa... Mrs. Claus? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Rosa was a Spanish teacher at Paragool, and her husband was Santa Claus, and Paragool prayed forever. When he died, my dad took over. So, like, for 15 years, my dad was Santa Claus in the green, in the Paragool Pray, among other appearances around the area. But, no, this would have been like... He probably started when I was in high school, like 90 or 91, and really hit his peak about, uh, you know, 95, 96, 97. That's when he did his best work.
0: Dude, your dad was the Santa that I watched in the Christmas parades. Yes, sir. That was a thing that me and my Ma used to do every year when I was a kid is me and her would always go to the Christmas parade together. And, dude, I, like, I remember when I was like – Five, six, seven years old when I'd see Santa in the Paragold Christmas Parade. Like, in my head, that was the fucking dude. Like, that, that, that was. <laughs> he
1: fucking made an appearance that in Paragold. He, he must have been free tonight. He
0: brought the yellow jacket go karts, and, you know, like that, that was, that was the dude. So that's, that's interesting. You remember on the
1: news when they used to do like the Santa tracker?
0: Yes, because we watched that at my grandparents' house. <laughs> at where I took the bird. Oh, we got to go king. home. He's in Oklahoma. We got to go home. He'll be here soon. No shit. And I was like the first one in the car. <laughs> and I'll be like, y'all, come on, get your shit. Let's go. Have we got pizza showing up? I think the pizza guy's here. Man. All right, Jason, talk to him for a second. I'm going to go get our pizza.
1: Okay, so I'm going to give a little more backstory. So, my dad, when he got serious into the Santa Claus and got a job, oh, Opie knows someone here. Opie, that's enough of that shit. Cut it out. So, my dad was one of the Santas at Indian Mall in Jonesboro. Again, this would have been early 90s. So, uh,. One, after several years of doing this, I was a freshman in college at ASU. So I was 18. I I think I turned 19 by then. Uh, The Christmas of 92, he said, hey, we have an opening for a Santa Claus at the mall. And it pays $12 an hour, which in 1992 wasn't, you know, terrible money. Um, See, So the way this worked, there were three Santa Clauses at the mall, and they rotated shifts. So I said, yeah, I'll do. That sounds like easy money. So anyway, got the gig, and I figured out real quick, you know, now, the further it was away from Christmas, like, I don't know when Santa Claus comes to the mall. It seems like early December or mid-December. You know, you work like a Tuesday night. Like, I might work Tuesday night from 5 to 9.
0: Well, it was a lot. It was probably a lot later. In the year back then, because back then people didn't start Christmas at Halloween, and you know that's true.
1: Yeah, I, I think the mall closed at nine, so you'd go in on Tuesday night, work four to nine or five to nine, something like that. Nobody was in the mall on Tuesday nights, but the shift you didn't want to get was Saturday afternoon, from like open till five.
0: But that's when all the babies are coming, Andrew
1: Gander. You know how I am with people in general and little people even more. It was just, and man, I'll tell you more about my experience later, but I got to tell you a funny story about my dad. So people bring their pets up there to get their picture made with Santa. Hell yeah. That's a thing. So it was like a Thursday, 11 in the morning, this old lady probably had some money. I heard this story secondhand, but I, I have a mental picture of the lady. Brought her little dog, just freshly groomed dog, up there to get her picture made with his his picture made with Santa. So they wrestled around, finally got a good picture, printed it off, sent it home with the lady. My dad said two hours later she showed back up there, and he didn't know what was going on, but he could tell there was drama. And she was showing that picture to the elf that takes pictures and like pointing and slamming stuff, and she was wanting a free picture because in the picture that my dad took with her precious little cocoa, his red wiener was sticking out about three inches. Right <laughs> in the the <laughs> and she didn't want to send that to her friends in Sunday school on well, a Christmas hell, card. Tell your dog to put his dick up. <laughs> so that is a true story.
0: Got on Santa's lap and had his lipstick rolled out.
1: So, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the worst part of the job for me was being jolly all the time because... When it's Tuesday night at seven o'clock and there's nothing going on and you're a little hungover from the Monday night before when you probably shouldn't have been drinking anyway, you're just not in the ho ho hoing kind of mood, you know. Right.
0: Well, I mean, so that's when you basically start. I mean, look at all these movies that has Santa in them and all that. You know, a lot of them tend to be kind of a little grumpier and all that. But they're out there doing it because they're making that cash.
1: But, yeah, Saturday afternoons, Sunday afternoons, that's when the line would be around the corner, and you would just know there is no break coming anytime soon. And you'd get these kids. Some of them were sweet. They were all sweet. But some of them was, you know. uh, But but the worst thing, the funniest thing, I had a couple of funny stories. The first thing is a lot of these kids are young, like really young, and you can't understand them. So their mom and dad, her, you know, and puts them on my knee. They're they're kinda anxious. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, Hey there, tell Santa what you want for Christmas. And this is <laughs> your response. <laughs> I get bigger and home and turn around and run her. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. And then and his mom's over there going, A four wheeler. The, you know, four-wheeler. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, so you want a four-wheeler. And then, yeah, I went by and then he goes depth and it goes, woo, and then it goes back. And I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea what this kid's saying. I'm just kind of shaking my head, you know. <laughs> and then one of the funniest is this kid was about five or six, sitting on my lap, bouncing him. He didn't want to be there. His mama talked him into it. And I'm like, tell Santa what you want for Christmas. He said, I just told you over at Kmart.
0: Oh damn.
1: Yeah, I got busted out.
0: So he found okay, okay. So I guess
1: Kmart had a Santa that day yeah And he had previously
0: just told had you. dealings with. So did you have to go through the whole thing of well he's gotten I don't helpers. honestly remember
1: what I did. I was just kind of impressed.
0: So I know you were saying earlier when you were talking about your dad uh, in his Santa career that he uh, like he had did some company parties, Company or I guess in his world they'd be called corporate gigs. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like for Emerson Electric and all that. Yeah.
1: Man, he'd do factories in Jonesboro, Paragould, hospitals and Kenneth Well, and I mean,
0: that's interesting good because uh,
1: maybe that's how I got that. When I part. was
0: when I was growing up, both of my parents worked at uh, Emerson Electric here in Paragould for years. Like from before when I was born until years you know for years when I was when I was a little kid and every year uh, Emerson Electric would always do like their little uh, this little Christmas thing and I remember my mom would like take me and my sister and of course my cousins was up there too because their mom you know they, my whole damn family worked at emerson when i was a kid but a lot of people both in of my did. grandparents both of my parents i mean i was i was raised on money from emerson electric but they would do this thing at christmas every year at uh, at the Paragold twin cinema and like all these kids of people of employees would get like movie tickets and we'd all go up there... A small popcorn and, and a small soda. ...and watch yeah. a movie. Dude, we'd go up there. Usually the movie was either Prancer, the movie was Prancer, or it was Milo and Otis. Do you remember Milo and Is Otis? Is that a Christmas movie? No. Okay. But, no, usually... <laughs> that was usually for maybe like the Labor Day party or something, but the Christmas thing, we'd usually watch Prancer in there in the movie theater. Well... There in the movie theater, they'd have Santa up there in the lobby, which was probably Joe Lonham.
1: Probably so.
0: Well, and we would all get, they would give us like these big red netted. Had an st- orange in it, didn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. It was a big <laughs> exactly red netted about? stocking. Had a candy
1: cane right next to an orange.
0: It would have an apple and an orange and a bunch of little candy bars and maybe a spider ring and maybe some fake tattoos or maybe like a little paddle that you hit the ball with on the string or whatever, and I loved getting that shit. Like that was the coolest damn thing. to Know what I'm there.
1: getting you next year for Christmas?
0: Uh, I don't know if I would dig it so much anymore. Mm. I, I don't know. And, and now the now the, the the nostalgia of it might might get you me are a
1: big on bit. the nostalgia. Oh thing. man, I love it. I do tell you, one of the fringe benefits of being Santa Claus at the mall, one of the very, very,
0: very, very few... Is the bitches. Is when all on. the
1: sorority girls would come up there and How get there. How did I know? Like, you know, uh, Kyle Omega would come up there, all the sisters to get their picture made with Santa. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty neat. Although I was a chubby little fat kid playing you were Santa, Santa. So, I mean...
0: I mean, you can't have GQ Santa... I
1: mean, Santa's had a candy in cane there. in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me?
0: Did uh, did any of your family, like grandparents or parents or whatever, like was it ever like a tradition, like to make all sorts of crazy like Christmas candy and stuff like that?
1: Not really. I mean, not not anything crazy. Like my grandma, uh, and now my mom and my sister, they always make fudge.
0: Like yeah. chocolate
1: fudge. Well, like that's, we just the, that's get the stuff that, I'm it, talking uh, about. Yeah. Like the- but, you know, I I don't know. But as far as making, like, spending hours in the kitchen making rock candy and all that, no, I don't remember that at all.
0: Man, my, uh, my, both of my grandmothers, they were, they were big into that when I was a kid. They would, uh, they'd make, like, the millionaires and the turtles and the, uh, The Ritz crackers, that's like a peanut butter sandwich, and then that's all dipped in chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the
1: Oreo balls. Oh, my sister makes good Oreo balls.
0: And Peanut butter,
1: the peanut butter bonbons. The little
0: candy pecans. And then there was also these things, and I still don't know what they were. Uh, My grandmother, Rose, she used to make... They were like these club crackers. They were just regular cl- buttered club crackers. I love those things. And they would have, it was like kind of a candied stuff on top of them. Like, they were kind of sticky. You would end up having to put them in the oven. Are you sure
1: she didn't put jelly on them?
0: No, no, no. No, they weren't what? jelly. It was probably like, you know, like when you make candied pecans, it was just like probably brown sugar and syrup and different stuff. But And there was like some nuts on top of that, but they were just like these little sticky club crackers, and they would make all kinds of stuff. Well, a couple of weeks ago, my cousin Grant, he was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm gonna try to make a batch of uh, I'm gonna try to make a batch of turtles like Grandma used to make or whatever." Well, he had made some. I'm sure the
1: internet has wonderful recipes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He
0: he came across the recipe somewhere, and he put together a concoction, and it it was uh, a few days later. He swung by the house one day and dropped some off over here for us to try out. And I think by the time my wife and everybody else got a hold of them, I, I ended up getting one out of that batch. But they, we were, they weren't too bad. Oh, they were freaking fantastic. Dude, it's just like uh, chocolate and pecan and... Caramel and just random stuff. Like, I couldn't sit and eat, like, a handful of those things. But I, I could definitely just sit and eat, like, two. And those things are so good. And I can't remember what the difference is between the millionaires and the pecan. Or the, the millionaires and the turtles. I think maybe one of them has pecans. And I think that's the turtles. And then I think the millionaires... Is like peanuts and caramel and chocolate and all of that stuff. Have you ever eaten one of those?
1: Man, I'm not a big pecan guy. Just not.
0: Oh, dude. In fact, I'm
1: just not big on nuts altogether. I'll eat a
0: peanut, but. So I assume you're not really a fan of pecan pie then.
1: No. That
0: is my absolute, absolute favorite. I love pecan pie, and I can't really make a good one. I
1: bet you could. You look on the internet and you could find your recipe, dude. You cook enough, you could do that. Shit. Oh
0: no, dude! I've I've went by recipes and stuff. Well, for instance, like I asked my grandma a long time ago, like, okay, what's your pecan pie recipe? And she was like, it's on the back of the damn Caro white syrup bottle. Like she ain't nothing special, and literally just used that, man. I don't do it right. like Well,
1: I've mentioned this to you before about grilling, and cooking's the same way, because cooking's grilling, and grilling's cooking, right? But what intrigues me about it is it's like 50% science and 50% art. Like, there's an art to knowing how to put that shit together.
0: There is. It's got to be, because I've went by the recipe. Now, don't get me wrong, every pecan pie I've always made has always turned out to taste delicious, But it normally turns into being more like a A
1: pecan goo.
0: Yeah, like a pecan cobbler or something. Like (laughs) There's no way that I could make slices of that. So it's not setting up properly. No, it does not set up properly. But you can just get you a big slop of whatever, and it tastes fantastic. It is so good. I love pecan pies.
1: I always had the attitude that that, that pies are for grown-ups. I'll stick to the cake. Dude, I'm just never been big on pies and I'm a fat guy and I love to eat, but I just now I'm I do like I do tell you what I do like. I like that cherry pie filling like you buy in a can. I'll what is the, it? That cherry pie filling that you buy in a can.
0: Oh, at first I thought you said chili pie. No. Like,
1: no cherry pie filling. Oh, man, yeah. I'll take the top off that and eat it with a tablespoon, man. Really? Oh, I love that shit. Of course it's just sugar and candied cherries, but I don't
0: think I've ever had I don't even know if I've ever had a piece of cherry pie. I've had cherry cheese... Is it the same stuff you put on, like, cherry cheesecake? No, 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 or no, whatever? No, 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 no,
1: no. I'll bring some over some night. You, let you experience it. It's it's like a Luden's cough, cough drop, but, like, better.
0: A Luden's cough drop. I remember the Luden's cough drops. I used to like to get those even when I wasn't coughing.
1: I disagree. It's not what's on top of the cheesecake. It is very similar. It is very similar,
0: but... Anytime I've made a cheesecake, I it a cheesecake. Um. Okay, whatever. Jason, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh, put me on the spot.
1: Um, if I'm going serious and traditional and something that like gives me that Christmas feeling and hope that you're talking about, I really like It's a Wonderful Life.
0: I, in Like the black and white, the old, yeah. like, yeah. I
1: actually was in a stage production of that in Jonesboro, and I played Uncle Billy. No know.
0: shit. Yeah, yeah. So when was this?
1: I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. Time gets away, 10, 10 12 years ago.
0: That yeah, That is show. that is definitely a classic. I do like that And movie. As far
1: as comedy, if I just want something light and not as, quite as serious, I mean, in my book, you can't beat Christmas
0: Vacation. Christmas Vacation is my number one, by far. I grew up, like me and my sister, from the time that i can remember you know being because i think that movie came out in either like 89 maybe 89 or 90 yeah that'd be about right something like that so i mean as far back as i can remember we we watched that me and my mom and my sister you know we we really enjoyed that movie um and then I ended up getting, you know, hooked on, of course, a Christmas story with the Red Rider. BB oh, that's game. good, but man, I've that's a little that too
1: one. slow for me in parts. Like it's just a little too. Eh, I gotta trudge through this shit. But I get it, it. It is
0: good. I like it. I get it. I used to. Uh used to on like between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day I would end up watching that movie probably about seven times altogether because that was back on TBS when they would ha- remember they would have 24 oh, hours of yeah. a Christmas Certainly. story mm-hmm. see that started back when I was a kid Did you
1: ever see the sequel
0: no I don't believe I ever saw this you got if you're a Christmas a-
1: story fan you need to watch it No, I don't remember much about it except it was about um, exactly what you would expect it to be. As
0: far as like you know, really scratching for the nostalgia that I like, I really enjoyed you know obviously Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Home Alone One and Two, fantastic movies. So good.
1: Yeah, I've got some problems with the premise of that whole story. So, I mean, I do like the movie, well, but
0: when they came out, I didn't even know what a premise was because I was like the ideal demographic. Well, I mean, for, in real,
1: in in you know realistic terms, if someone left their child at home, they'd probably end up in you know court.
0: Versus, oh yeah, know, but they stuff, they but, didn't. They they ended up doing. Dude, it. I love
1: Joe Pesci in that movie.
0: Oh, he's he's fantastic. Uh, I actually you know how like when he would end up getting his head burned and shit like oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How he'd just French, 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 Well see, you gotta think, when they hired him to do this part, he was fresh off of doing movies like Casino Goodfellas. Goodfellas, stuff like that. And they brought him in and he found it a very, very hard thing in these movies not to cuss. And stuff like that, and just do his typical, you know, hard ass type acting. And so that was that all that gibberish that he would do was basically him just not knowing what else to say, and he'd just start making noises.
1: And see, another problem I had with the the whole plot of that like, are you gonna tell me the Joe Pesci I saw in Casino and Goodfellas couldn't whip Macaulay Culkin's ass? Like, he's gonna keep out a burglar by heating up the doorknob? He's going to kick in the door. Like, he's going to put a Michael Jordan poster on a train and make them think there's people home.
0: He ended up kicking in the door. Like, he ended up kicking in the door, and the blowtorch thing came down, yeah.
1: Like, Joe Pesci versus Kevin. I got Joe Pesci every time, man.
0: Yeah. Man, there there were several of the Christmas movies I like. I was even, like, man, call me a big sissy, but I've enjoyed the very first Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. No dude I was wrong only with that. like when that came out I was probably only about 8 or 9 years old like I was in the I was in the the heart of the demographic for a lot of these Christmas movies that were coming out and also another favorite of mine that I always really enjoyed just because my grandma had it on a VHS tape at her house was The Santa Claus from like 1985 did you ever watch that? I don't
1: remember that, no.
0: It's called The Santa Claus. And if you look it up, you just need to type in, like, The Santa Claus 1985. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it was, it man, very, very, very low budget, probably. And, like, that was just a movie that I got hooked on. But now you can't hardly really find a whole lot of stuff on it. So I think... That might have been something that my grandma just found in the bargain bin one day at Walmart. Wow! And brought home. And I, dude, that I ended up getting hooked on that movie. I'll have
1: to check the IMDb so, to see who was in that.
0: Yes. So if, uh, it's got man, I don't know actors' names, but it's got the bad guy, and it was uh, you've watched Footloose, right? Yeah. The Ariel's dad, the preacher. Yeah,
1: John Lithgow. Yes, he yeah. was
0: the bad guy in that movie. And then I can't remember what the elf's name was and Santa and all of that. But, that dude, that was such a fantastic movie.
1: Well, I tell you, man, if you sound like a sissy for saying that, I'm going to sound like a real fucking pussy All right, for bitch up this. on us. Come on, give it to us. Man, I tell you, a good, just fun, lighthearted, if you're going to watch something with your honey on Christmas Eve, Love Actually is a good movie. Have you ever seen that? I've
0: never watched that.
1: It's good. I think you dig it. It's just a well-done film. The music's good. The premise is good.
0: Love Actually. Yeah.
1: Melissa, you know what I'm talking about. I've
0: heard of it. You've yeah. heard of it? Have you, you, need you to watched watch it? it? No? Okay,
1: that's my homework assignment well, for the Ganders. Snuggle now, up tonight or tomorrow night and watch Love Actually streaming somewhere.
0: The one that Melissa really enjoys, that I and I like it too, uh, The Holiday. It's got Jack Black. Oh, yeah. And who else does it have in it? Yeah, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, The Holiday. That, that's a pretty good one. I like I'll be that. honest with
1: you. I don't watch a lot of Christmas movies on principle because I don't like to be presented things that I'm supposed to watch. Like, I am want to watch these on my terms. Like, I've got Netflix and Hulu and, and you know, all the other streaming services. So if I want to watch uh, Christmas Vacation, I don't have to do it on Christmas Eve.
0: Oh yeah, I'll watch uh, Christmas Vacation. I own it on Amazon. I'll I watch it ever so often. I've probably I think we've got about three views of it so far this year. But I would probably wear you the fuck out around Christmas time because, dude, I listen to nothing but Christmas music around here. I love Christmas music. Um, You ever listen to
1: Elvis Christmas album much?
0: I've I've heard songs off. I mean, I okay. I've got
1: it. As someone who I know has music going in this house at least 18 hours a day, during the next two days, Christmas Eve and Christmas, I have two assignments for you. The first one is to listen to Elvis' Christmas album, Start to Finish, the one that's got Blue Christmas, Santa Claus is Coming Uh to Town, all those. Listen to that. A lot of good songs on that. And then I want you to listen to George Strait's very first Christmas album called Merry Christmas, Straight to You.
0: I listened to a few songs off of that last night. The album cover, it's green, and it's got like a red Listen to that
1: album start to finish. There's a song on there called There's a New Kid in Town. It's a slow, like, ballad, but the way it's recorded, dude, I love that song. I can almost play it on the guitar, but I think I've probably forgotten how. But uh, I want you to listen to Elvis straight through and Merry Christmas straight to you uh, straight through. Those are two of my top. You know, five Christmas. I albums.
0: will absolutely put that on my list. I think my, probably my all time favorite Christmas song, I guess it would have to be that it's called That Spirit of Christmas. And I really, really, really like the Ray Charles version of it, which was the one that they played in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not on like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Like, you can't, you can't find it on there, so you have to listen to it just like on a YouTube link. You can go to YouTube and find that as well as like the theme song from Christmas Vacation, which was called Christmas Vacation. And uh, Mavis Staples from the Staples Singers, uh, she sang that intro for that movie. I love that song. You can't find that on Spotify or anywhere, you can only find it on YouTube. I've tried to find like the vinyl records for these old songs, and they're out there. They're just rather expensive.
1: You know, also one of my guilty pleasure uh, Christmas songs, and I fucking love it. If, if you turn on any XM or Pandora Christmas station, I can guarantee it'll be on there. Last Christmas by Wham!
0: Oh, Last I've Christmas, heard that. I
1: gave you my heart and the very oh, next dun, 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 day, you dun, dun, tore, it, tore it apart. Yeah, I love that song. Taylor Swift redid did it, but fuck
0: her. You know, no, the Wham. The whams this. Oh, I, I definitely uh, remember that song. Um, and I'll tell you
1: another one. People, I see memes about this shit and people hate on it, but Mariah Carey's. All I want for Christmas is you. I guarantee you all of you can share all the memes you want and hate on it, but if you're in your car going down King's Highway and it comes on, you're going to turn it up and listen to it.
0: Oh, it stays if it comes on in my video. Dude,
1: I love the ba- the driving baseline in there. That. They-
2: Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I've sung
1: every part that I can sing the lead, I can sing the alto, I can sing the soprano, I can sing, I could layer that up, but yeah.
0: Man, dude, I love so many of the Christmas songs. I'm a big fan of... Uh, the Eagles version of Please Come Home for Christmas. I know you told me one time you weren't a big fan of that.
1: I'm not a big fan. And I tell you, the worst Christmas song ever, and when I worked at a furniture store we around the holidays, we'd always put on XM Holiday Radio, and they always played a song, and I, and I don't hear it much anymore, but it's something about Christmas in Africa. It was like some kind of fundraiser thing they did. Like there won't be Christmas in Africa this year or something.
0: Damn, I don't guess I. Oh, Andrew, it's. I, it's depressing. I would probably recognize it if I've heard. Oh, well, it sounds depressing <laughs> from the get go. Yeah, mean. but it was one of
1: these things like you two and all these people got together like, and Don Henley to raise awareness. Waco, for, like,
0: we are the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like raise girl.
1: awareness for you know like hey, y'all eat your turkey and ham, but over in Africa, it sucks. It is, yeah,
0: well, you know what? There's people over at, like Pecan Grove and Paragould saying, well, yeah, well, fuck off. Our Christmas sucks, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean hell, there's people sitting in mansions. Oh, movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's people sitting in rich houses saying, fuck, my life sucks. Now, I mean, we, we, we were
0: talking about Christmas movies earlier. Now, this movie... Apparently, is a damn cult classic. I never knew a thing about it until my wife and I started dating, which was 12 some odd years ago. But Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a Jim Henson's Like a Muppet type movie. I had never seen it before until back then when we started dating and watched this. I enjoy the hell out of this movie. And come to find out, it's a pretty big deal in a very small group of people, I think. Because you still talk to people that have never even heard of it or never watched it or anything. It's only about a 42-minute long movie. But if you have never watched Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, I highly suggest you to do so.
1: You know, I think I've sat through it once, and I'll be honest with you. It wasn't my bag. Now, if I watched it now, I might love it. But at the time, I just wasn't in the headspace to say like, well, "That's pretty cool." We
0: showed it. We showed it to. Uh, we showed it to my cousin the other day. He had never saw it either, and he watched it. And like, I don't even think it was that night he messaged me. It might have been like. Two days later, out of the blue, out of nowhere, I get a message from him. He was like, hey, by the way, that was the most depressing fucking movie that I've ever watched in my life. See, I don't need that in my life at this point in time. Well, it's, I mean, I, I, see, I see where he's coming from on it. But at the same time, it's kind of the story that that movie delivers. It's very, uh, it's very similar to the uh, The Gift of the Magi. Oh, it's probably whatever. yeah,
1: it's probably derived from that, I would bet. Which
0: I got in trouble one time in my 8th grade English class for calling it calling that The Gift of the Magi. I got in trouble for calling it The Myth of the Gay Guy. Got in trouble. No. Nah,
1: yeah. Well, listen, I think we need to re- we need to wrap this uh, holiday extravaganza we up. we going
0: to get out of here?
1: I think so, man. Well,
0: okay. We All right, before we get out of here, I do I I want you I want you to sing us play and sing us at least one sweet little Christmas tune that we can give to the people to have on, I guess this is, I guess it's going to be Christmas Eve when people are listening to this, right?
1: Yeah, um, okay, I can probably do that. Before we do that, let's, uh, i tell you what, let's take a real quick break to get set up, and then we'll come back and do that and finish things out. How does that sound?
0: Sounds fantastic.
1: All right, great, let's do it. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap-happiest hap, hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house.
0: You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art.
1: So it looks like Andrews talked to me into uh, finishing this thing off with a little uh, Christmas jam. Jason, for you, I would so. love, I
0: would love for you to.
1: Well, before we go, and I've had fun with you tonight, man. I've missed Matt. Matt couldn't be here, but we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. We'll drop an episode. Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. That'll be our New Year's episode so that, and our
0: twenty fifth episode. So is that what date is that going to be? Is that uh, gonna I've be... got it on
1: my phone here. I can tell you, buddy. You know I
0: keep well, a very the very so organized the 30th.
1: calendar. It'll be the thirtieth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the thirtieth we drop in our episode twenty five of the Jamcast. May have some special guests. May not too. But Andrew, before we go in this uh, evening of of you know peace before the storm that is christmas what are you thankful for what do you just want to tell everybody for oh christmas oh god man i you know, don't don't make this into a 30 minute monologue I know, We're on the man, here, i'm but.
0: i'm thank, i'm thankful for so much stuff you know thankful for my dogs thankful for my family and you know i i always look forward to just spending christmas with the people with the people that i love and like i was touching on earlier i feel you know There's, there's some people out there, a lot of people out there spending this Christmas will be their first Christmas without a uh, loved one. As a matter of fact, I don't hardly get on Facebook anymore. But I I got on there for just a for just a gif earlier, and I noticed that uh, there's a guy, uh, his name is Steve, and he's a he's one of our uh, listeners. All the time.
1: Oh, okay. Hello, Steve.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And I saw that uh, I saw earlier on Facebook that his dad had passed away today. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how his dad passed away. I didn't know his dad. You know, I don't know Steve very well, other than just talking to him a few times. But he's a freaking cool dude. He's funny as shit. He really likes our podcast. But I saw, I saw that his dad had passed away, and that's what got me to thinking about that. Was like you know damn man you know people people find some of the craziest shit to bitch about around christmas and all of that but when you think about it you know there's people out there going through some weird life stuff right around the holidays yeah
1: we're all very lucky we're we're so fortunate
0: and uh i don't know steve steve usually listens but if you're listening steve brother i'm really sorry for you i love you and you know i've I've got you and your family in my prayers. Um, I, I hate to hear the loss of your dad. I've, I've, I've been through the loss of a parent before, and it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a, it's a unique feeling. And well, you've, you've lost, you've lost a I parent have, as yeah. well. It's, a, it's a unique feeling that can't quite be matched by anything. And Steve, I understand. I, I, I understand what you're going through, man, and I I hope you have as merry of a Christmas as you can. And to all the other listeners, I I hope you folks have a merry Christmas too. And just just try to think of the things that you have going great for yourself, you know, on on Christmas, and really capitalize on that because that's the, that's the shit that matters, man. Is Accentuate you know, the positive. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a lot everybody takes for granted and stuff, but not not to get all depressing or anything. But
1: well, Andrew Andrew got me a Christmas present. Gave it to me when I get over here. I've got a six pack of North Fort Brewing Company's Easy Riding Lager.
0: Jason got me a Christmas gift as well, and it is a framed eleven by fourteen print of our Happy Campers acoustic musical trio logo in a print and it looks fantastic and i appreciate it i I love wall art i love anything that i can hang on the wall that looks cool i knew that about you that's 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 one uh, reason i went that direction unique and you know Means something to you, and I appreciate it very much. Well, I hope
1: everybody has a good Christmas too, and I would say a Happy New Year. But we're going to talk to you folks again before the New Year, so we're yeah, not we'll going to get that. ahead of ourselves. Let's let's enjoy one holiday at a time. So, Andrew, I want to go ahead and go over here and get this guitar ready. So uh, we're going to get the this guitar situation set up. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of just going off the cuff here. So, Jason, uh, it's going to be a little raw. This is an acoustic musical experience.
0: Tell you what, Lino. it's Christmas Eve. Take us all to bed, kind sir? I'm going to. Let me get that guitar. Oh, you didn't stop it. We're going live. Yeah. We're going, we're going to do we're going this. Live. We're going to do this live. All right.
1: Well, we're fixing to have a visitor, so let's let the dogs go crazy before we do that. So I'll get this guitar tuned up over here. Yep, I think she's good to go. So, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Thinking about having some guests for episode 25, the end of the year episode. We appreciate everybody that listens regularly. And the folks that just drop in every once in a while, we appreciate y'all too. So um, we're going to do this right quick and get out of here. All right. Let's see how this works here. Silent night Holy night All is calm All is bright Round yon virgin Mother and child Holy infant Soul tender and mild Sleep in heaven
0: campers jam cast with Jason Lynham, Andrew Gander and Matt Trepo.